Hi, welcome back to another episode of the Power Sports Memorabilia Show. I am your host, Matt Powers. Thank you again for joining me. Please visit the website, powersportsmemorabilia.com. Also, give me a follow over there on Instagram, at Powers Autographs. So, like many of you, I was scrolling through Instagram a couple days ago, and this story popped up in my feed, and I've seen a couple stories from this guy before. He's got some really good ones, so you make sure you give him a follow over there on Instagram. Just some incredible card stories on on stuff that he's sold and how much he's sold it for and what he's done with that money. He had one where he did one with a Patrick Mahomes card where he sold it and paid off his uh, mother-in-law's mortgage. So just some really cool stuff on there you're going to want to check out. But nothing really tops this one. <laughs> and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, and the story comes to us from Cardboard underscore Preacher on Instagram and how he sold a $3.5 million card for $9,000. Now, how did he do that? Well, it's in a roundabout way, but here's how the story goes according to him. You can head on over to his Instagram and kind of get the full the full lowdown on everything here. But on October 18th, 2013, he was browsing good old eBay like a lot of us do, and he came across a 2000 Tom Brady Contenders Championship ticket autographed rookie card. This is the one that's uh, uh, limited to 100 copies. It was graded a, a BGS 9, which is the highest graded copy. And according to him, he had previously owned other copies of this card, ranging from a 7.5 to an 8.5. And the eBay seller said he needed the money to build a deck, which is why he was selling the card. And (laughs) I've talked about this before on the show. Please don't ever build a deck at your house. They are just so darn expensive. There's always something going wrong with it. And Oh, it just seems like everything's falling apart. The wood gets rotted. You got to get that fake T-Rex, that fake Trek stuff. That's the good stuff, man. But my God. Anyway, decks are way too expensive. Never build them. Never do them. Buy a house with one that's already completed. But anyway, so he sees this card on eBay. And he made an offer of $6,000, which was a ton of money for a football card at the time. And the seller accepted the offer. Okay, great. He's ecstatic. And uh, he uh, got the card a couple days later. Essentially, he had spent two months' salary on this card, which apparently you're only supposed to do that for for diamonds for the ladies. But uh, apparently, we do it for cards also. Which I, you know what? Honestly, I'd rather do it for cards than diamonds. At least the cards are going to maybe probably go up in value. So he got the card, and he didn't like that it had some uh, white showing on the contender's stamp there, and uh, he relisted it back on eBay for twelve thousand dollars. October 25th, 2013, okay, this is seven days later from when he bought it, he gets an offer for $9,000. And so think about this, $9,000, this is 2013, right? This is way before kind of this whole kind of card craze that we're in now. And, you know, $9,000 is a lot of money now. It's a lot of money back then. And so he can basically make $3,000. Now, yes, he's going to have some selling fees off of that. But three thousand bucks for him at that time was one month's salary. So think about what your one month salary is right now. If you could make that on one card in one week, would you sell it? Most of the time, probably yes. I mean, that's that's a good chunk of change there. But he's on a you know a marriage retreat with his wife and had to find a computer in order to accept the offer because he didn't have a, a smartphone at the time. 
you know, we've all done that. We all use the hotel computers for like important stuff because we didn't bring our laptops with or something like that. I remember doing this all the time. And so he logs in and accepts the offer, right? Shocked. He just made one month's salary in one week. So cool, right? A few years later, a friend of his sells a BGS9. I'm pretty sure it's not this exact, it's not definitely not this exact card, but it's another one that's graded BGS9. And he sells it for $80,000. Okay, so he's just like, what the hell? 80K? I just sold this thing for nine. Like, oh, I left so much money on the table. Uh, And then, uh, so Brady then plays in that Super Bowl with the Falcons, an incredible Super Bowl where he comes back from, what was it, 28 to 3. And he sees on the uh, front page of ESPN.com that a Brady rookie card sells for $250,000 the night before the Super Bowl. And he's reading the story, and the guy that is quoted as selling it was the same guy that he sold it to. Same seller. He remembers the eBay seller name, and uh, this is the same guy that he sold to for nine thousand dollars. Right. So the guy that sold it for nine, it just sold it for two fifty. Right. So just incredible amount of profit right there. That's insane. And uh, yes, uh, less than a year later, that same card sold again for four hundred fifty k. And last year in 2021, it sold for $3.5 million. <laughs> I mean, where are you going to find any returns on that like that? From 6K to 3.5 million. And uh, imagine what the guy was that was building the deck and what he's thinking now. He's probably looking at his wife and being like, you're an idiot for making me build this stupid deck that we probably don't even use, and it probably got damaged in some hailstorm. All right, we could have had this three point five million dollar card. Listen to me next time, you know. Uh, so, oh man. So anyway, at one time, this guy owned the most expensive football card in existence. Wow. Like, how would you feel personally if you were this this gentleman here that you had a card for six thousand dollars that you could have eventually sold for $3.5 million. Now, listen, everything's always hindsight 2020, right? There's no way he would ever be able to forecast any of this. He did the best he could at the moment that, you know, he was in there. And we all that's what we're all trying to do. We're all trying to make the best decision in the moment that we're in. But, I mean, just an incredible story. And I don't have any stories that are that crazy, but it got me thinking about maybe some autographs that I probably sold a little too cheap. And, you know, if you're, if you're buying autographed stuff or, or cards or anything, anything that's of value that people really want, it's going to be impossible to time the market 100% perfect. You're, you're always going to leave money on the table. And, and that's okay. There's, there's no shame in that at all. Okay, you can always use that money to buy something else, buy that deck if you want to be a dummy like that. I've done that before. So there's always, there's always money you're going to be leaving on there. No shame in that, right? But here are three items that, looking back on it, I probably sold these a little too quick and a little too cheap. And the first one is a LeBron James signed ticket and program from uh, from when he was in high school. Now, this is uh, a, a ticket and program from the February 21st, 2002 game versus the Lakers. And this is before LeBron was even drafted by the Cavs. He came to see Kobe Bryant play. 
So a very, very rare high school signature on both the ticket and the program from that game. Think about that. The ticket and the program. I mean, the ticket craze is going big right now. Imagine what this thing's worth nowadays. But it was kind of a one-of-a-kind collectible. I mean, you're just not going to find anything like this. I'd be very, very, very hard-pressed. It, it'd be very tough. But I was I was just browsing a Facebook group one day, and I saw them available as a package deal. And I believe it was about 400 bucks for the pair. And they were they're uh, not authenticated. Pretty fair price, I would say, back then, too. And this is, uh, gosh, this is many years ago. Uh, I want to say five to seven years ago. But anyway, old school LeBron SIG. I ran it by a good contact of mine that knows LeBron's signature, like the back of his hand. He said they were 100% good. Of course, then I had JSA authenticate him. They both they authenticated both the ticket and the program. And then I had them all framed up together with a cool little uh, uh, SI print there. Um, one of the, uh, I think it was the first SI cover that he was on. Maybe it was one of the first ones. Um, and then I sold it, forget this, um, $900, (laughs) 900 bucks framed. It was super nice. Like I framed it up really, really nice. It was a cool piece. And looking back on this thing now, like I was just kind of, when this guy was going through the story about this card he sold, I was thinking about this. I was like, man, that, what is that worth nowadays? 10,000 bucks? I really don't know. Because you're just, you're not going to find anything like this. You find, obviously, the right buyer at the right time, blah, blah, blah. But if you're a LeBron collector, you want an old school, high school signature of his on something that he went to go watch Kobe play. I mean, everything that's happened with Kobe in his life, that is just, the story behind it is really kind of sells, where he goes and watches Kobe play. Oh, man. There's no going back on that one. Whoever bought that, congratulations. You you won on that one. But uh, hopefully they still have it. I'd be curious to see if they do. But, oh, man, that was a bummer on that one. All right, moving on here. Number two, uh, Tom Brady signed high school helmets and jerseys. Uh, if you watched the previous video on uh, Tom Brady retiring, I mentioned that Tom and I went to the same high school. So naturally – when doing send-in signings with TriStar, who is with before Fanatics, I would send in a lot of high school-related stuff. My buddies from high school would buy it. Of course, I would sell it to you know pretty much anybody else also. It was a, a decently popular item because I was kind of the only one that really had them. But back then, you could with TriStar, you could send in custom helmets and get them done. And you could also send in custom uh, high school and college jerseys for a little while. And then they eventually they got rid of that. You can never do the custom pro jerseys. But I would send in the high school ones all the time. I probably sold 40 or so of these things, which is kind of funny because TriStar ended up selling them. And then they would sell them as a limited edition of like 10 or whatever it was. And I was like, how's it a limited edition of 10? I, I've sold 40 of those things. <laughs> so just keep that in mind when people do limited edition stuff like that. If there's nothing really limited about it, like, hey, it's got a bunch of inscriptions on there that you can't get anymore, like, they're probably not limited. Like, it cracks me up. Like, I seen Steiner Sports did these a while ago. Like, they had Mike Trout helmets. They did a limited edition of, like, 25 or something like that. Like, just autograph on there. Like, what, what, what's what's limited about it? It's a helmet. Like, they sign those all day long. But anyway, so I um, ended up selling the jersey for about 1500 and the helmet for about 1800 
So knowing what I know now that Fanatics has got them and they don't allow these types of any you know, items anymore, probably not for the, for the foreseeable future, I mean, these are going to be pretty cool stuff for a Brady collector to have. The jersey could be you know, a $2,500 jersey now, maybe three k for the helmet. They were just cool. I mean, I had I had so much fun making these things too. The the the, the helmets had to get the logos and all this kind of stuff and find the right color helmet. And, and of course, Shut is the one that you use for those custom helmets. But uh, it was it was a lot of work putting into those custom helmets. They don't they take a little bit of time to put together. But it was super fun selling those. I wish I still had one at least for my collection, just because obviously we went to high school together. At least at least the jersey would be cool. But all right, moving along to number three and the final one today. Michael Jordan signed gold and white USA Olympic jerseys. Okay, all right, bear with me on this one here. This was kind of a this was kind of a dumb one, but uh, so I got them from a uh, a buddy of mine who I went to high school with, who was uh, back in the day. Uh, he was a big autograph chaser. Got him in a trade with him for some Derek Jeter stuff. And I don't think he chases anymore. He's got a family now, so that kind of that kind of gets in the way a little bit of stuff like that. But uh, anyway, they were signed at the Tahoe Golf Tournament. I don't know how long ago. And uh, PSA later started them, and uh, they were nice. They're official jerseys, like none of that Chinese stuff, none of that knockoff stuff, and really nice things and good quality sigs on them. I think I had them in the trade value about six hundred bucks. I think on the trade value. And I sold them about six or seven years ago. I think I even wholesaled them. I don't even know what I did. I, but it was about 900 bucks that I sold each one of them for. Not combined. Each one of them. So made a measly you know, five, 600 bucks on Jordan autographs, which you know back then was probably okay. But as we all know now, what do Jordan jerseys sell for? They're minimum 5K. Now, granted, these aren't upper deck ones, so the value is not going to have is not going to be as high. But that's easily a four to five k jersey right now. And my advice for you guys, man, is if you have Jordan autographs, like don't sell them so cheaply. Like hold on to those things. Jordan is the number one athlete to have as far as an autograph goes. International appeal. Everybody knows Jordan. Everybody wants a Jordan autograph. So there's no reason to ever sell a Jordan autograph right here, right now, unless you've got some dire straits things going on. And no, building a deck is not one of those dire straits. So those are my three things that I've sold. Probably a little too cheap. There's probably a bunch more, but I don't want this this uh, you know topic to run you know a whole hour long here and bore the heck out of you guys here. But those are my three there, but comment below. Let me know if you guys have sold anything that you regret that was way too cheap and that you wish you could have back. Out of those three items, I think that LeBron item, I would definitely would rather, I would like to have that one back. <laughs> so if if you bought that from me and you're somehow listening to this show, please, please contact me. I, I would love to buy that back from you. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, I hope you guys like this episode. Again, Please feel free to like, share, and uh, subscribe. I definitely always appreciate it. Don't forget to visit the website, powersportsandrebellion.com. And also give me a follow over there on Instagram, at Powers Autographs. And I will see you on the next episode.